0: Check it out right now at gitladka.com. University student building Bolt Code to help teams recruit engineers faster. She wants to play a big part in the talent management space. She's put in $800 of her own money and got $30,000 from her parents who are going to ask for a big chunk of equity. We'll see where that goes. But they've got 10 or 11 folks on the platform today. Great courses. We'll see where it goes next. Boltcode.io. Hey, folks, my guest today is Menonia KH. She's a 20 year old computer science student and co founder of Bolt Code, a human capital management startup. With expertise in NLP research and software engineering, she plays a critical role in creating and launching effective HCM solutions. Her background in NLP research, combined with her software engineering skills, has enabled her to bootstrap Bolt Code and drive the development of innovative products. Her passion for entrepreneurship and her technical expertise make her a viable asset to this space. Menonia, you ready to take us to the top? Hmm? Are you ready to start? You ready to take us to the top?
1: Yes, I'm ready to start.
0: All right. So what is Bolt Code? Tell us about a customer that's paying you or using you and how they use you.
1: Uh, So the thing is, there are a lot of core HR firms, right? We have Oracle, we have Workday, we have Bamboo HR, we have Workforce Now. But then, you know, we believe that employee engagement is just more than core HR. So there are a lot of peripheral activities like say job distribution for hiring and then the sourcing of employees, plagiarism detection and code when we have pre-employment assessments and all of that. Employee engagement is basically broken and we recognize that because too many tools and all of these tools are stuffed with features and they're not well integrated. So what we want to do is we want to get all of this together as a lean and a clean tool so that Small organizations of say 50 to 200 members can use our solution. Right now, we don't really have paying customers. We are having a pilot beta, you know, a closed beta of around uh, 80 to 150 candidates, and we wish to launch full fledged in the next two quarters.
0: And so, how have you built it? Have you spent any of your own money building the MVP, or have you built it all yourself?
1: Um, The MVP was bootstrapped by us and uh, yeah, basically, I have a full time job that helps pay for my interns.
0: <laughs> so, have you put, have you invested in, any of your own money in the startup, or no, just your time?
1: Um, a lot of my own money has gone in. Let's say to the tune of around uh, seven, eight hundred dollars in the last six months itself.
0: Okay, does that yeah, make you no. nervous?
1: It does kind of make me nervous because there's around thirty k of my own money in the line right now, and Yes.
0: You said there's $30,000 of your own money in the business right now?
1: Um, That is what we have been planning to commit. But then funding, external funding would be sweet.
0: Okay, got it. But you've saved up $30,000 of your own money and you're willing to spend that to get this new business to market. Yes. Manonia, that's a lot of money for a 20-year-old. Where did How did you save up $30,000? You must be a great saver.
1: Um. Let's just say that I have generous parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And my full time job helped me pay for it. So,
0: okay. So, so how much of the 30,000 came from your parents?
1: Um, let me put it as around 80, 85% of it.
0: Okay. And do you give them equity? Did they ask for equity?
1: Yeah, there is equity in the pipeline.
0: But did they ask for equity? I mean, you know, someone listening right now is going to go, oh, she just got money from her parents. You know, most people, if they get money from someone, they've got to get that, give that person equity. Did you give your parents equity?
1: Yes, I am looking at giving them around sixty percent of equity.
0: Oh, six zero.
1: Six zero because you know, I haven't really put in my money. It's just my time which has been going in. So
0: That's a lot though. That's sixty percent a lot of a lot of equity. What if you build this into a ten million dollar company? They're gonna own six million of it.
1: Um let's look.
0: You you cut out, what'd you say?
1: But then equity is not finalized yet, so we're still looking at it.
0: So wh- where is the status today? You mentioned you got a pilot for 80 seats. Um, is the pilot committed to paying at the end if it works?
1: Um, I'm actually at this point, I'm not very sure about how, how it might work because our pilot basically focuses right now on like the pre vetting and pre-screening during hiring. So we now have this platform for coding assessments and we have one product which is very close to my heart. So we have this interview bot. I love to call it Scout. And uh, that is supposed to conduct technical assessments without really having a human interviewer. So that would be saving like lots of man-hours and lots of dollars and money for like small and medium-sized companies. And that also removes the hiring bias. So if it does work, then we are looking at revenue, which is to the tune of around uh, 100, 200K dollars a year.
0: So what about all these testimonials you have on your website? Um, Smarana Jawakar at CoCreate. You've got uh, PES University. You've got GenPact and Raju. You've got Jeff at PES University. These are all folks who are using it. Are they not paying?
1: Uh, right now, they aren't really paying. They just um, signed up for some of our free courses right now. And
0: How many people that, have signed up for your free courses?
1: Um, around 15 to 20 people right now. Like I said, we are looking for a full fledged launch in the next one or two quarters. So,
0: and so, how did? But you, you know, you got a, you know, got your first sign up. How did you get your first ten sign ups for the free courses? By the way, the website's beautiful. I would never guess your pre revenue, but you've got courses on the fundamentals of Agile Scrum, software testing, and quality engineering. Who builds these courses, and how do you make sure people find them?
1: Uh, actually, most of those courses were built by me and my co founder, and. Uh, They were found by people through mostly word of mouth right now. And we have our LinkedIn page. So that's how people found it.
0: And is your idea that if someone's looking to hire an engineer, they'll pay Bolt code to to give these courses, give access to these courses to the recruits and the recruits have to go through the course?
1: Uh, Yes. So the plan is we would want to go for a B2 C2B where we would be selling these courses to You know, have corporate sales because we believe that learning and upskilling is an important part of the employee engagement journey. So, have a B2C to B and sell these courses, probably looking at metered courses. Right now, we are having around 20 to 25 trainers in the pipeline, and we would be onboarding them very soon in the next two to three months
0: okay so but then what what do you how do you think you're going to make money from this are you going to sell the courses to consumers or are you going to sell access to the people that did really well in the courses to businesses
1: uh we would want to sell access to consumers as a subscription model and then have course bundles to businesses so that you know they can handle their employee upskilling and mm-hmm. reskilling to focus on their business needs
0: why would a why would a customer or a consumer of yours that wants to get into engineering, why would they pay for one of your courses when they don't know if they're going to have a job at the end of it? In other words, you have a marketplace problem, right? You've got to get businesses ready to hire your students, and then you've got to go convince students to pay for the course.
1: Uh, like I said, we are also looking at certain programming boot camps. We are still in talks with them, and we are looking to close certain deals by the end of this quarter.
0: Okay. So you think the way you're going to solve your marketplace problem is you're going to sell Boot camps directly to corporations, right? Is that right?
1: Yes, we would want to have pre vetted candidates that are ready to enter their workflow without really, you know, simplify onboarding for them without having them to train candidates. So we have trained candidates, we have a workflow, we have our job board. So we would want to connect both of them.
0: Yeah, but my my question is, how do you convince candidates to join your platform and get trained if those candidates don't know if there's going to be a job waiting for them when they're done?
1: Um, well, that's a risk we all would want to take. And uh, when the quality of courses are really good, then I would think candidates would join. Also, B2C is not what we are actually looking for. We would prefer B2C to B, where we are selling these to corporations so that they can reskill their talent instead of ha- having to hire new talent.
0: Okay, so you're you're... You keep saying B to C to B. What you're talking though is B to B to C. You're selling to a business, and the business is then selling and asking consumers to take the courses to get a job at that company. Am I understanding you correctly?
1: Yes, I think I just got confused.
0: Oh, okay, no worries. So, so B to B to C. That that makes yes, more sense. Okay, and ha- so so I guess w- what's your plan for signing up a hundred companies on this, and 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 how do we? you know, how do you make sure that this becomes a success? You're juggling a full-time job and the startup. You don't really need the startup to succeed because you have a full-time job to lean back on as a safety net.
1: Um, the startup has been actually a big part of me growing up, right? So when I saw this opportunity, I knew I wanted to do it. Human capital management is kind of broken. And I face issues in my full-time job when it comes to hiring people. And when I did hire for bold Code, I did face issues. And this is something I'm very passionate about. And my job is something that helps fund this. So I would want it to become a success because right now I'm spending around 8 to 10 hours a day on Bolt Code. And yeah, I've invested enough of my time and money in this for it to fail. And I wouldn't really be happy in a full-time job later. So
0: Makes sense. Talk to me about your co-founder. You mentioned you have someone else. How did you find him or her?
1: Um, let's just say that living together helps you get good co-founders, but I can't really speak too much about my co-founder right now because it's still in my dormitory and it doesn't really said co-founder has a full-time job and does not really want bold code to come out right now.
0: Oh, I see. So you partnered up with someone that you live with at your university and, and he or she is full-time at another job. So they they don't want their name to be out there yet, but you guys are working together on this. Yes. I see. Do you guys split equity 50-50?
1: We really haven't discussed equity yet because, like I said, I'm getting most of the funding to the table and most of the tech is mine. The other co-founder just handles operations, so we haven't really discussed it yet.
0: Uh, Like like what kind of operations?
1: Uh, Basically, all of this part where we're handling trainer onboarding and vendor onboarding. The other co-founder is handling that for me while I focus on the tech.
0: Mhm. So if this other co-founder is dealing with the marketplace problem which is getting businesses and getting trainers signed up to the platform, let's say in 3 weeks you guys finally have the equity conversation and they want 60% and you say no way, 30%s the max. Can't they just say fine, I'm taking all the trainers and companies, they're my relationships, I'm taking them with me?
1: Um well Legal doesn't really work that way. So our legal is pretty waterproof. We have a legal consultant on board and uh, we can handle it. And as there's no point taking trainers and relationships when there's the tech, which is pretty solid. So, What
0: well, does it matter if you have solid tech if no one's using it?
1: Well, that, we will cross that bridge when we get to it.
0: That well, that's why I'm asking. Why didn't you choose to cross that bridge first? Shouldn't you decide who owns what percent of the company before you keep going across additional bridges? Shouldn't that be the one of the first priorities?
1: Um, actually, the problem is the Indian government portals are pretty down. So we haven't been able to figure out legal. So incorporating the company and getting it to work and getting our legal contracts framed hasn't really happened for the last two months because our portals are down here in India. So
0: I see why are portals down?
1: Uh, I don't know. They were trying to upgrade portals or something. And then, yeah, basically they screwed it up and no company registrations are going through in the country.
0: I see. What do you hope happens? Do you hope to just split it
1: 50-50? I am not sure. Again, I haven't really thought about that bridge. It's more about going to market right now and then crossing that bridge.
0: Yeah, but why Why would you wait to go to market? To then have the equity conversation. What if you can't agree on equity after you're already then in market and he or she takes all of the relationships with him or her and you say, oh, I've got a great tech product. It doesn't like you need both of you guys together.
1: That's the point. We need each other and it's a symbiotic relationship for both of us. So we wouldn't really want to lose each other at this point.
0: Yeah. So would you do do 50-50 then?
1: Probably if it does come down to negotiating, I'm open to negotiate.
0: Yeah. Are you a good negotiator?
1: I am an amazing negotiator.
0: And, and, well, you got your parents to give you 30 grand. So I would say you know something about <laughs> negotiation. All right. Very cool. Uh, Manonia, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book?
1: I don't really read business books.
0: What, do you, who, who inspires you in terms of people in business?
1: I think it's my father who inspires me the most.
0: Okay, and what company is he running, or what did he create?
1: Um, he didn't really create stuff, but then he has this amazing sense of business where he comes up with some of the best ideas in tech. And uh, let's just say that he was instrumental in helping get Bolt Code off its feet, off its feet, and like helping me formulate the business plan, see the bigger picture. So he
0: really Makes inspires sense. me. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Bolt Code?
1: Um I would sug- say I really like WordPress. WordPress. That is what I get my first website up.
0: Very cool. And number number four. How many hours of sleep do you get every night?
1: Let's just say I'm lucky if I manage five or five and a half.
0: Okay. And uh, number, uh, what's your situation? Married, single, kiddos?
1: I'm single, married to my work, I guess.
0: That makes sense. And you mentioned you were 20 already. Last question. What's something you wish you knew five years ago?
1: Well, five years ago, I wish I knew. I'm not sure. Five years ago, I was not very sure what I wanted with life. I wish I had this clarity five years ago.
0: Guys, there you have a university student building Bolt Code to help teams recruit engineers faster. She wants to play a big part in the talent management space. She's put in $800 of her own money and got $30,000 from her parents who are going to ask for a big chunk of equity. We'll see where that goes. But they've got 10 or 11 folks on the platform today. Great courses. We'll see where it goes next. BoltCode.io. Menonia, thanks for taking us to the top.
1: Thank you.